Hello, this is George, George Prince, the writer and narrator of the tales of Hobgob and Mulch. So, as I said before, this is the first series of stories in the Hobgob and Mulch anthology, which is a continuous narrative. So, last time we saw what happened when the Duke and his sinister cats raided the village. This week, we're going to find out what happens when Hobgob, Mulch and Beef hit the road to get their friends back. So without further ado, please do make yourselves comfortable and settle in for the Tales of Hobgob and Mulch, Volume 4, Chapter 2, The Ambush. Hobgob, Mulch and Beef had set out on the great quest to rescue their friends from the evil duke and the magical cats that had hypnotised them. They had decided to start by visiting Storymere. Storymere was a wild wanderer who had reunited Hobgob with his long-lost family. He travelled far and wide and was wise, and knew much of what was happening around the realm. They had no doubt that he would be able to help them on their way. They were also going to visit Hobgob's parents to make sure that the Duke had not raided their village with his powerful cats. Beef was still suffering from his injuries after the attack on the dragon's arms, but he was determined to help find their missing friends. Beef was strong and brave, and he was also very good at keeping their spirits up. I remember when we taught that night how to play buddy ball, he chuckled. He turned out to be pretty good. Oh yes, he was good, remembered Mulch. And then we met him on our beach holiday. Just as I was trying to relax, he had us fighting off a pirate invasion. The three of them laughed at the happy memory. They were just giggling at Hobgob's story about Bartholomew the Bard, when they heard a branch crack in the woods at the roadside. They stopped to listen, and then they heard another snap. And then, without warning, a gang of the Duke's bailiffs charged down onto the road. They drew swords and waved spears. They wore the liveried uniforms of the Duke's household. The bailiffs drew up around Hobgob, Mulch and Beef, and pointed their weapons menacingly. The friends were surrounded. Well, well, said the bailiff's sergeant, the shadow of the trees falling across his bearded face. What have we here? A goblin, a tree, and an innkeeper. Unusual recruits, but the Duke's militia is a mixed bag these days. He looked at the other bailiffs, and they all laughed. They were unshaven, and carried the pungent smell of dragon's firewater. Where do you think you're going, then? asked the sergeant. If you lead us to more recruits... We might not rob you before we deliver you to the Duke. The bailiffs laughed again, but their swords and spears still pointed threateningly. Our village was visited by the Duke, replied Mulch. We missed the recruitment and we want to join his militia. Is this the right way? Hobgob and Beef looked at Mulch in admiration for her quick thinking. Unusual to have volunteers for the militia, the sergeant looked surprised. Usually takes a bit of persuading. He cracked his knuckles and the others laughed again. You clearly haven't heard that the militia is always on the front line. The Duke doesn't want to go using seasoned professionals like us for the most dangerous job in battle. The bailiffs laughed again. I admire your courage, so for that I'll give you an head start before we rob you. But you said, started Hobgob, First rule of the army, goblin. Bailiffs do what they want. Now, you're losing your head start. The three friends looked at each other. Then, 
They ran. They ran as fast as they could. That sergeant is bad news, puffed Beef. I never liked the look of him. Too much firewater. But before he could say any more, there was a war cry from behind them, and the bailiffs charged again. Hobgob, Mulch and Beef played a lot of buddy ball, and their fitness and speed allowed them to stay ahead of the bailiffs, but it was a long road ahead, and they didn't want to lead them to Hobgob's family. The friends needed a plan. It was hopeless trying to fight against trained professionals, and these men had clearly done plenty of robbing in their time. But before they could decide what to do next, a figure appeared ahead in the road. They wore a long, flowing cloak and hood, and they stood quite still. As Hobgob, Mulch and Beef approached, they grew worried. Was the figure going to rob them too? And then, he charged at them. The bailiffs charging behind them, and this stranger charging towards them. Oh dear, gulped Hobgob. The three friends stopped and prepared for a double robbing. But just as the mysterious figure was about to clash with them, he instead ran past, drawing a long sword. The bailiffs skidded to a halt and looked at each other, eyes filled with surprise, and then fear. Come on, ordered the sergeant. There's only one of him. But too late. The stranger was upon them. The sword vanished in a blur, and with loud clashes and clangs, the bailiff's weapons were broken and sent scattering across the floor into a harmless heap, broken and useless. The thugs looked hopelessly at the cloaked figure, and then they ran away. We mean you no harm, friend, stammered Beef. Oh, I know. The stranger lowered his hood, revealing a chiselled face, long hair and beard. Storymere, cried the friends. Indeed, replied Storymere. Now we must see your family without delay. He led them down the road. In the village, Hobgob was reunited with his family. Mulch and Beef were guests of honour, and they enjoyed an evening of feasting and storytelling. The next day, they prepared to leave and to continue the quest to find their friends. But before they began the next part of their journey, Storymere took them to see the Orc Lord. I must stay here to protect the village. These are interesting times, said Storymere. The Orc Lord and I succeeded in turning the Duke away when he attempted to muster more militia in these parts. But similar characters prowl the lands, and I must protect the innocent. They arrived at the Orc Lord's citadel and were led through musty corridors before they reached his chamber. The room was tall and long, with flags swaying gently above. Orc warriors lined the walls, their weapons and armour dull and dusty. And on a wooden throne sat an elderly orc, clad in heavy robes of fur. He saw Hobgob and rose slowly. My dear Hobgob, it is good to see you again. His voice was scratched by time, but still carried power and authority. My lord, Hobgob bowed, it is good to see you again. No need for this formality. Just call me uncle, as you did before. He made his way over to Hobgob, and they hugged as long-lost family. They spent a happy time with the elderly orc, speaking of Hobgob's early life in his care, but eventually it was time for them to leave. Storymere and I shall protect your family, promised the lord. Take this amulet and protect yourself on your quest. The times are uncertain.
he looped a necklace and amulet over Hobgob's shoulders. Goodbye, Uncle. We'll see you soon. Storomir walked the three friends back to the road. He explained the route that they needed to take, giving them maps as well as letters to show to trusted friends that they could expect to meet on the way. These letters would guarantee them protection and safe passage. Remember, these are interesting times. Beware of those who mean you harm, but do not allow them to destroy your trust in those who mean you well. He then embraced each of them, an unusual show of affection for a wild wanderer. Then Hobgob, Mulch and Beef continued the long journey to find their friends. Thank you so much for joining me for the tales of Hobgob and Mulch. To hear about upcoming episodes, please do hit subscribe. Also, you can follow Hobgob and Mulch on Instagram and Twitter, at Hobgob and Mulch, and please leave comments wherever you want to. It's always great to hear from you. All of the stories are written and narrated by me, George Prince, copyright 2020. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.